Mark Anthony K, that dirty player, <laughs> he said about the LA Galaxy that every time a Trafico comes around, it's like that World Cup final for Galaxy. Yeah, I saw that. How great is it that now the shoe's on the other foot, Mark Anthony K? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, it's same thing with Bob Bradley. I know we just gave him praise, but he did say that like uh, the Galaxy were the Clippers now or something like that. Like, it is like a... <laughs> Win a title first, you know, like then, then, yeah. you know, there you go. That's, that's I fine. love when trash talk goes wrong, guys. Thank you for downloading and listening to the West Box Score. We take a look at sports on the west side of the country, inside and outside the box score. Here to do that with me is my co-host, my co-pilot, my co-captain, the Cody Ballinger to my Moogie Betts, Donald Paz. What's up, Donald? Yo, what's up, Alex? I'm good, man. Excited to be back in the podcast mode with you, my dude. I know. Me too, brother. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a bit of a minute here, but we're back uh, with a podcast for all you guys. So before we get started, I need to take a quick moment to ask you to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WestBoxScore and also subscribe, rate, review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts downloaded. And since the last time we talked, it was all three of us, me, you, Donald, and and Sonny joined us. Sonny's not here this week. He's on sabbatical. But uh, since the last time we talked, <laughs> um, the NBA has restarted again. You know, some significant player requests were granted before the players resumed. And Staples Center and the Forum in Inglewood will be Los Angeles County polling places on Election Day, November 3rd. I mean, it's one small step in the battle for racial justice and hopefully some much needed police reform. So please do your part and inform yourself on the issues. No matter what, you know, get out there and vote. And no matter who wins in November, please try to keep an open mind and be kind to other people's views and compassionate, you know. But now that that's kind of squared away for now, that's always going to be a major issue. But now we could get back on sports. Why we're here, right? Yes, sir. So uh, the players took the court again. The Clippers and Lakers both took care of business. It was a kind of easy pickings, right, in five games for each team. So they advanced to the Western Conference Finals. The Lakers are currently taking on the Houston Rockets. Donald, what is that series looking like right now? Uh, currently, at the moment, it's the Lakers were up 2-1 to one on the Rockets on that series. Um, and uh, we did see Game 3, which is the last thing we were group texting on. And uh, Game 3 actually ended with a Lakers win of 112-102. Um, LeBron James had 36 points. Anthony Davis had 26 points. And Rajon Rondo, um, playoff Rondo, came through with 21 points. Uh-huh. Um, on the Houston end, uh, obviously, the two superstars, James Harden and Russell Westbrook, had uh Harden had 33 points and Westbrook had 30 points um it just really felt like uh the Lakers uh are slowly figuring out this Rubik's Cube that is the Houston Rockets with that small ball which is a lot of three-point shooting and they live and die by the three-point and um that's why I said a couple pods ago, I wasn't too scared of it because they only have to do that four times. And I think as long as the Lakers keep winning, then that's less times that they get to achieve that success. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, it felt really good seeing the Lakers keep up with the Rockets and just kind of take them out. And uh, hopefully they get to do more of that. 
Yeah, what do you think uh, is the cause for that? Because the Lakers, you know, win by 10 points, but the game one, they dropped by almost, what, was it 15 or 20 points? It was yeah. kind of a Houston blowout. Yeah. So, what does is this just that three-point shooting, right? As you mentioned, the living and dying by it. When you hit them, you get a big lead, and you yep. are going to blow teams out when yeah. you hit your threes. That's that's so, true. And that's the thing. The, the Houston Rockets traded away their big guys to get more shooting, and they basically went with the strategy of what they call small ball, which is just um, a bunch of guys just stay outside on the perimeter and just shoot threes. And as long as they go in, they're always going to be up. And I think that the issue with the Lakers in, in terms of game one is that you could tell they were abandoning their own game plan and they were basically trying to catch up with the Rockets, which isn't a good look, but it just felt like Frank Vogel um, was kind of like, uh, basically he takes out his big guys, McGee and Dwight Howard, and pretty much tries to win it the way the Rockets would win it. And I think that in the past uh, two games, when the Lakers won both, um, he's figured out that it's not really so much about trying to match them up, but figuring out how to like control the pace. And the thing is, the Rockets play fast. But if you notice, a lot of the points that the Lakers made were, were also in transition. So there were a lot of fast break points. And it's all about, you know, speed. So... Yeah, and then those two blocks by LeBron were yeah. amazing, and they yeah. and they led for, went from a block to a, tr- a fast break point on the other end. Yeah, Rajon Rondo like with the steal. Swing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's a crazy part, right? Because you saw that with uh, Rajon Rondo's three pointers, right? He made like three three pointers in a row or two in a row, and you could tell like mentally. The Rockets were already checked out after that. Once the Lakers were up, they were down one point. The three points come in, and now they were up like six points, and then nine points, and then now it became like a nine-point lead, and the Rockets just looked like they couldn't answer back. And that's basically how you take them out. It's just mentally breaking. It's a mental game, you know? Oh, totally. It's all, what is it, uh, 80% mental, 50% physical. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the old football motto. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's totally true, but the Lakers playoff basketball is exciting again to watch. Uh, the Like you said, the Lakers are starting to figure out the right strategy against Houston. And in, in your opinion, what does it look like the Lakers are going to do? How many games will they wrap this up? Will they wrap it up? And in how many games? Um, I could see them taking it in the next two games and then it being like a, a what is it game four or five in five games um as long as they are within as long as they keep up with the rockets they can keep they're going to be able to win because the thing is the rockets pretty much have no one to rebound as far as like a like big men or anything like that they have no post game they really just like you said like we said earlier they live and die by the three-pointer so as long as anthony davis and lebron get those jays and they keep making them i mean there's mm-hmm. there's really nothing stopping them and i, I think that this is, the thing is that like once they get past this hurdle um if, if they advance, then they can start bringing back in the big guys again for the most likely the Clippers that I feel like they're the, the ones are going to be seen. So, well, more to your point, they need to just go to the net, go to the hoop, go to the hoop. Yeah, you guys exactly. have so much size, just get those two points, take it in there, and maybe you could dish it out once they try to clog the lane. Yeah, it's exactly. Classic. That's it's all it is. Strategy. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. So the Clippers are also doing a strategy of their own against the Denver Nuggets. Donald, what is that series looking like right now? Uh, well, the Clippers are up uh, at the time of this recording two to one against the um, the the Denver Nuggets. Uh, obviously, right now at the time of the recording, game uh, five, uh, game four is actually happening right now in the first quarter. Uh, the Clippers are up six one at the time right now, but. Um, 
you know, it, they won the last game, game three, 113 or 107. Kawhi Leonard had 23 points. Paul George had 32 points. On the Nuggets side, their two superstars, uh, Nikola Jokic had uh, 32 points and Jamal Murray only had 14 points, which I believe that's how you beat them. It's just contain Murray. Um, seeing what he did to Utah and how contentious it was, I think the Clippers figured it out. We just have to contain Murray. We just got to make sure he doesn't do what he does with the whole shooting around. I mean, he had a 50-point game in the last series with the Utah Jazz and that's the only thing you you have to do against him is just contain him from doing that and um the late and the Clippers just kind of bounce back so I mean I'll, I'll be honest with you I haven't seen any of the Clippers games uh at all this playoff series so whenever I do see them they they seem to have I've only caught games where they they have big leads yeah. so I expect they seem like a dominant team. So when I see them like lose to the, uh, and then also that uh, Dallas Mavericks game where they lost the buzzer. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was, those have been the only games I've seen. And I expect the Clippers to, to just have their way with the nuggets. Like what, what's, what style of play have we been seeing um, the, the Clippers use against Denver? Um, well, defensively, they've been able to just uh, stop Denver's uh, shooting. Um, definitely, it's a huge plus to have Kawhi Leonard on your team. And just looking at on the East, the Boston Celtics versus the Toronto Raptors, where I believe the Raptors won today, but the Celtics look like they can take out the Raptors at any given point if they um, just outshoot them and outscore them. And I kind of looked at that series and I'm thinking, wow, like... If they still had Kawhi, this would not be an issue. Like Boston would not be an issue for Toronto. And yet the Clippers, who they have is Kawhi. And I mean, that big play that he had on the last game where he basically blocked Jamal Murray's shot with his finger. Um, I don't know if he said it was like the middle finger. So, I mean, you have someone like that on your team. Um, it's not going to be much of an issue. And I think the thing is that Kawhi is such a patient guy and he's such a quiet guy and he's a very keep to himself guy. I think the rest of the team kind of learns like it's all about having the patience with the game and kind of playing it out. And another big part is Paul George. I mean, he had 32 points. If Paul George gives you like 25 plus points a game, you're going to win. That's what happened with the um, the Denver. I mean, not the Denver, the game, the the last series with the Dallas, Dallas. you know, is that like mm-hmm. Paul George had like nine points, I think the first game or 14 the other and it just felt like man if he's not going to show up then i don't know what to say about this team and whether they're going to they're going to advance but it seems like paul george you know got out of the funk that he was in and now he's like producing and you got him producing you got Kawhi leonard producing and the team's just going to do well and um yeah i mean the first game was definitely a bit of a statement game with the clippers they took out the nuggets by like a lot i didn't believe they beat them like a blowout and then the nuggets came back i think the nuggets only came back because the clippers got a little lax they kind of felt like well we kind of know how they play we can kind of beat them with whatever and then they realized like oh no we really have to play these guys like it's not like there is no easy teams in this playoffs with no home court advantage and everyone being in a bubble so um yeah the clippers have just uh they just they have the weapons to take them out and to advance that's why i feel it's going to be clippers lakers in the west for the nba final and that clippers lakers series is is it a toss-up at that point? I mean, it's got to be, right? Yeah. But I, we have our coworker, who's one of the few Clippers fans that we that I know exists. He, um, 
he was willing to take a bet with me. However, he wanted to take the Lakers instead of his team, the Clippers. Mm. And that's almost like sacrilege to me. Yeah. Like if you're if you're betting <laughs> when you know of the person you're betting with is a fan of the opposing team, why would you even offer to make that bet? It's always you bet on your team when it's a colleague of yours or a friend of yours. You know, it's like yeah. that's the way bets are made. So I thought that was so funny and almost kind of telling to me now that maybe the clip the the as much as we expect this series to be close, and I'm sure it will be, I wouldn't be surprised if it does go seven and then game seven, of course, all bets are off. But the fact that a Clippers fan is willing to make a bet, a smart bet, and <laughs> bet against his team, it's like, okay, we're in good shape. We're in good shape here, Lakers fans. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely going to be, um, it's going to be Lakers versus Clippers in the West Finals. And it's definitely going to be a coaching battle in Doc Rivers versus Frank Vogel, who has the better tactics, who has a better strategy. I mean, I do expect it to be, uh, it, I could see it being a seven game series easy, you know, just right. one back and forth. They're going to figure out how to counter each other the next game and everything. Um, and that's the only thing. I mean, that's why I feel like uh, as soon as the uh, Lakers and Clippers get over these hurdles right now with the semifinals then um yeah it'll be interesting to see that so i know that's going to be an interesting pot to record but uh, yeah we'll definitely cross that bridge when we get there oh it's it's on the way and i i'm t- doc rivers coaching against the lakers gives me bad memories of the lakers celtics fine oh NBA yeah finals what yeah. was that two th- what was that 2008 2007 eight, nine. yeah he was there for a while uh, you know the only one 2008 even though i could see paul pierce and kevin garnett right now as retired players really emphasizing the 2008 title like they won like a dynasty or something it's like no you guys just won one title like kobe and shaq still took you guys out like two extra times so you know exactly sit down <laughs> that's know. right it's just so worrisome that, that doc rivers against the lakers in, in a in a in a, fi- in a final you know in the western conference final this time but just that's just a scary idea in my head right now so that's yeah. coming that's coming soon and maybe next podcast we'll have that uh preview for you you never know especially with the bubble they want to hurry up and get it get it over with these if these series both wrap up soon i wouldn't be surprised if they get started over the uh, the beginning of next week wouldn't even be surprising at all right yeah moving on now from the nba to mls i don't recognize this la galaxy team that's on the field right now like when they played in the orlando bubble for the u.s reopen cup the galaxy looked unorganized, unfocused, I mean, unwilling to play. Remember, GBS was in the hot seat. I wanted Sebastian Legit out. I wanted Ralph Boucher out. I wanted David Bingham out. <laughs> I think I called Ethan Zubak trash, which he still kind of is. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know if it's the difference between the Florida humidity and just the California heat, which can do wonders for one team and melt another team, right? The Galaxy have had themselves quite a few weeks here. Donald, what are your thoughts on the current run by the biggest club in the MLS? Uh, man, I'm surprised, uh, just as you are, that this club is doing so well. I mean, 4-0 and at this point since the uh, the the restart with the Phase 1, um, undefeated. I mean, I would never, I never thought I'd say that, you know? Ah. I always felt like, you know, that maybe they, they tie San Jose at best or something. <laughs> like, I just never thought right. they'd, they'd be beating them. Um, you know, 
they're, they're they looks like they're fire, firing on all cylinders uh from the striking perspective with uh i mean when you have christian bubble and i mean we kind of all expected him to do what he does like he wasn't it wasn't a surprise um sebastian legette definitely was like the standout guy i was like whoa you know i always thought like he had a ceiling that he already hit and that we kind of just saw the best of him um i don't know it just feels like he's like having the best you know, year of his career right now. Um, and I think that's good for him because I think for the most part, he, he did look like someone that we expected him to do what he does right now, but it always felt like it was never going to come. And now we're seeing it happen. So, um, it was really, it, it was really good to see that, um, obviously the defense credit to the defense with the El Trafico games, at least, um, to do the shutouts, um, David Bingham coming through on those. Um, that was really good. Um, obviously with Portland, it was different. Like they basically squeaked out of that one because they scored the extra goal. So that was the only time that I felt the defense kind of wasn't doing their job. But, um, for the most part, it feels like, uh, Guillermo Berscalotto just really has these guys like trained up. I don't know if it's just that they now gel better. Maybe the chemistry just got better over time, but it's insane. It's insane that like a month ago in Orlando this is not the same team that we saw right now yeah it's so hard to point the finger on what what it is and I could only attribute it to maybe uh effort I guess that's the only thing that I see as the big difference right like when they were playing in Orlando they they played like they did not want to be there like they were yeah. just going through the motions it's kind of like the what was that Marshawn Lynch line I'm only here so I don't get fined yeah exactly like they're 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 only exactly. showing up to this Orlando bubble because they have to be there yeah they didn't want to be there and for some reason this team is playing with it like an effort like they want to yeah. win these games like yeah. the whole I remember he getting I remember when Sebastian Legette posted on social media trust the process yeah. and every all of us galaxy fans on online just started bashing them like yeah. what kind of process where's the process yeah, 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 yeah. and because we had that sample size just fresh in our minds from the bubble and it's hard to remember those two games prior to the bubble that they didn't look terrible but they weren't clicking yeah right like yeah, the game against exactly. houston the game against vancouver yeah it was a one 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 drawn against houston the one yeah. nothing loss to vancouver yeah. at home which really sucked but it's just they they just missed they weren't clicking and those weren't bad losses the losses in orlando were bad yes yes but they but this whole team is just on right now and it's mainly for me is what i love seeing from my teams the um I want an effort. If you're going to lose, that's fine. L lose a close game, lose a tight game, but lose with some effort. Go go out on your sword. And they're, they're playing really well, and it's it's unbelievable. And when Chicharito comes back, because uh, apparently today, on Wednesday, they, they showed a social on Gal LA Galaxy social media posted him training with the first team again. So that's a good sign. How do they incorporate? How do we incorporate Chicharito now to this uh, offense that looks like it's clicking? And some of those Ethan Zubak misses would seem to be uh, Chicharito gimmies. Yeah. So they yeah. could, it could be a lot, a lot, a lot more potent offense to yeah. this pretty decent. I mean, I quote, quote, decent MLS defense. Yeah, that's true. I think so too. I think, um, like you said, with these uh, Ethan Subak, like, uh, I mean, I don't want to say he's a placeholder, but it f feels like he is a placeholder just based on the fact that, um, you know. <sighs> 
for being a starter, he's not really producing as much as we would want him to. Um, he mm. had a really impressive goal at the first El Trafico at the bank. But uh, I think outside of that, I don't remember hearing him too much. Um, like I said earlier, it's yeah. been a Sebastian Leggett party. But, um, yeah, it- you know, the boy's just, you know, doing his thing. And uh, I think that uh, maybe Chicharito coming in will be a bit of a help. I'm, I'm, I want to say that. I really want to say that like, it's going to be good once he comes in and that it won't mess up the chemistry. Um, just because it, it, it feels like this is why you got him. This is why you bring him on is so that he produces. So let, let's see him produce. That would be great. You know? I mean, to, to keep piling on to this galaxy party that we're having here, especially now that Sunny's not here. So we could have a nice big <laughs> galaxy party here. Um, we still have to get a 100% healthy Yona. We don't have that yet, no, which imagine no. when that happens. And also, once Yoni Gonzalez comes into the picture as well, yeah. this offense is looking like it could be pretty dangerous. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying not to get too excited. I can already hear him in the back of my head yelling uh, as he as he talks smack after we won one game. <laughs> the Galaxy did. But this is exciting to finally see a team that's playing with with effort that's playing with that's going to get some reinforcements also it, it it's exciting we're we might have a shot at doing something i'm not saying they're the number one contender now to win the mls cup i'm not saying no. that they're so i mean sometimes you shoot a little bit lower and just want to win a supporter shield i think we'd rather <laughs> win the mls cup but yeah. it's exciting that yeah. there's potential for that i'm not you know so yeah well there's also uh Bavone mvp talks and why wouldn't there be? Most valuable pavon. That's what MVP stands for. <laughs> of all the pavons in the world, he's the most valuable. That's for sure. Almost 20 million to be exact, right? I know, That's man. what they're saying. Shoot. Where's the GoFundMe on that, man? I, I was about to say, I've seen GoFundMes for that. I've seen the, the number also be down as low as 10 million, which AEG seems like they would have that. But, you know, in this crazy 2020 year, it's not like it's lying around for everybody. So. Yeah. I mean, that's why us Galaxy fans are willing to do that GoFundMe, dude. Yeah. I mean, let's. I think I might have some of that um, COVID check that Uncle Donnie sent me, so I, yeah. I'll pitch in for that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's exciting. I'm, we're just saying it's exciting as Galaxy fans, and we're still waiting for Phase Two to be announced. I mean, there should be more MLS games. Yeah. As it stands now, the last scheduled game is this Sunday against San Jose. Which, what are your thoughts on that matchup, Donald? Um. Uh, I, you know, the last game, it was a pretty competitive game. Obviously, um, the media and a lot of people that, you know, cover these teams still want to promote the Cali Clasico, which is, you know, what the term is for this kind of match whenever these two teams face each other. And um, I don't know, I, I, I would I want to say the Galaxy should be able to take care of them. Um, they mm-hmm. did, they, they've done it before. Um, LAFC beat them pretty bad, like five to one, I believe. And um, I just I, I don't see why it shouldn't be a struggle for the galaxy to take them out and have like a perfect five in a row. Um, I am curious to see if they are going to make up that Seattle game. So um, that was, that would be interesting to see them go with against Seattle. Um, That's what I'm more kind of more wanting to look forward to. That, that Sounders yeah, game. That would be a real test, right? Because, I mean, as much as LAFC is this perennial contender for Supporter Shield and one of the uh, one of MLS's, you know, baby clubs there that they, they love to uh, promote uh, and market, um, they, they, they haven't been 
playing well against uh, Galaxy in these last two matchups. They they had a good first half. I will they say did. this: they had a they good did. first half, and they looked dangerous. But I can't believe that GBS outmanaged, outcoached Bob Bradley. Yeah, in you know second half adjustments. Yeah, and it's kind of crazy because you think about like Bob Bradley and when he was uh, coaching the U.S. national team, and how exciting it was in the beginning, and then how over time uh, it kind of just fell flat and you kind of just i mean you're always hoping for someone to have success in whatever they do and i, I was hoping man maybe maybe bar badly lafc with the success they've had that maybe he'll just continue going on and hopefully this is not like the teetering point point of his coaching career that, that would really suck for lafc um and then just for himself because then he would he would be seen as like oh look this is how far your tactics work before you know someone else figures you out so yeah, man. I am totally with you on that. Yeah, I, I would say that too. I agree with you. I mean, look, we're Galaxy fans and we we strongly dislike our rivals over at LAFC. But Bob Bradley, this whole hashtag fire Bob Bradley, yeah. is that what the, uh, it's yeah. Bob Bradley out or Better, some yeah, hashtag Bradley that's out, trendy? Yeah. Bradley out, that's right. Come on, LAFC fans. Don't don't be so fickle now. I mean, I get we're all LA fans and we all want winning teams always, but give give your guy a shot, man. Don't don't rally behind that. It's it's tough. It's a tough phase. I mean, as Galaxy fans, we went through we went through it early in that bubble. I mean, I'm sure that's going to happen again soon. Hopefully, not too soon. Yeah. But I mean, stand by your guy, dude. He he put, he built you guys a good team over there, and you guys will you guys will write that ship. And those uh, traficos will be a sight to behold still, always, once you guys uh, start playing better. That's, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's all As Mark Anthony K, I just saw this actually online too, and it just annoyed the heck out of me. Mark Anthony K, that dirty player, uh, <laughs> said something about, because <laughs> he got the red card yeah. in the game. Uh, he, uh, he said about the LA Galaxy that every time a trafico comes around, it's like that World Cup final for Galaxy. Yeah, I saw that. So... How great is it that now the shoe's on the other foot, Mark Anthony K? Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I mean, it's same thing with Bob Bradley. I know we just gave him praise, but he did say that, like, uh, the Galaxy were the Clippers now or something like that. Like, it is like a <laughs> win a title first, you know? Like, then, then yeah. you know. There you go. That's, that's what I, I love I when trash talk goes wrong, guys. <laughs> <laughs> take, take that. Yeah. All right, moving on to baseball now. The Dodgers... Can you believe it? Actually, lost the series, dude. They I dropped two out of three to the Rockies this last weekend. Uh, they still are the MLB best record. They still own the MLB best record, though, with 31 wins and 12 losses as of this Wednesday afternoon. And all eyes will be on Dodger Stadium this weekend, though, when those evil cheating dogs, the Houston Astros, come to Chavez Ravine. And if the world were a normal place, I mean, this would have been the hottest ticket in town, right? I mean, first off, it wouldn't have happened, but it's still when this game would have happened at Chavez Ravine, that would have been a hot ticket. So, Donald, I was thinking of some chance that we could have fired off at those Houston scumbags, you know, something like, where's your trash can? Where's your trash can? (laughs) (laughs) I love that one. Or maybe when Altuve comes up to bat, you know, take your shirt off. (laughs) <laughs> take your shirt off oh man <laughs> that worst tattoo ever i'll too big. yeah that that's why you didn't want to take off your shirt we, we believe you nobody does uh <laughs> or maybe just a resounding chorus of booze because of course that's 
That would probably be enough. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the Dodgers sound guy Donald, has it on point right? for that series. Dieter Real's going to have a field day, I'm sure, this weekend. But so seriously, though, Donald, are you excited for this matchup? Um, I am. I mean, it's it's crazy because like uh, I think there's only like 20 games left for the season. It's crazy that we're 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 on the cusp of wrapping it up. Um, the Dodgers have been really impressive, just kind of really. Even though they did fall to the Rockies, I mean, they have the best record in the MLB. Um, and yeah, they're number one in the NL. Uh, which is crazy. Um, I was listening to this podcast uh with the lead on the Athletic. They were doing it on the Yankees because apparently the Yankees are like towards the bottom of the playoff right. bracket and they were supposed to be the AL favorites but it's crazy to see how the Dodgers really lived up to being the NL favorites all the way through um but yeah man coming seeing Houston come here I really just hope they they sweep them and just take care of them and I hope that they really just send a message to them about how we haven't forgotten about what happened that even though there's only 20 games left and it's kind of like towards the end of the season almost if you think about it like that it doesn't mean that like they're kind of off the hook um for what happened because i know that's kind of what they're hoping on or thinking well since this is happening probably in the later part of the season like they're probably already like whatever plus they have the better record like i mean you know we're just kind of hanging around and kind of just trying to like they just want to play out their season i mean that that probably was a plan to begin with i mean i know they said all this stuff about how we were going to compete still and blah 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 it's like no nah, dude like you have to have like a shameful season. And the thing is like, they've had a couple of things happen to them over the, over this season that has been really bad, but um, they deserve it though. So um, I am looking forward to the Dodgers just kind of, you know, taking care of business and just, you know, right. really not letting them have any sort of celebrations whatsoever at Dodger stadium. Um, and I don't want no wins happening at all from them at Dodger stadium. Two games, two clean sheets against the Houston Astros would be perfect because yes. they play Saturday and Sunday. However, I'm disappointed that for this uh, two games against uh, the Astros, the Dodgers won't have Joe Kelly. He's still nursing the injury, right? Yes. So I- I'm curious to know what Dodger pitcher who, what Dodger pitcher is going to throw right at the shoulders of Jose Altuve, right, hit him <laughs> right in his, uh, or hit him right in his ugly chest tattoo that supposedly he has. So, I mean, he, I, I really, would it be a fun series to you, Donald, if they, like you say, they take care of business, they do win those two games, but they don't have any kind of, um, you know, kind of hijinks, you know, like it's expected at this point now. Yeah. It has to happen. Yeah. There, there's going to be some chirping. There's going to be some weird pitches. Anytime they're inside, there's going to be some looks. Yeah. So there has to, we, we kind of expecting that. And I'm sure the umpires will be on the lookout for that you know rob manfred mr no fun is gonna be on the lookout for it but it has us fans want to see it give it to us yeah man we love that we love that joe kelly did what he did last time we need something like that to happen you know it's only two games so i hope one of these pitchers steps up i mean i kind of wish david price didn't opt out you know i feel like he would have been somebody especially because they played them over there in boston you know so it's like it's different but i you know uh, right now i'm just hoping that they just take care of them and it's it's gonna be crazy i, I could see the umpires having probably zero tolerance for sure during this series oh, yeah. you know like people will be getting kicked out for like the smallest things um so it's gonna be crazy i mean if if Clayton Kershaw pitches in this series. I feel Kershaw will do it. Kershaw will give so? us a nice. Oh, I get definitely because Kershaw is really. I'm sure Kershaw is really pissed at the Astros. He cost him the only his chance at a World Series. Yeah, no, that's that true, would, man. That 
That 2017 World Series goes a different way, and we're not having these conversations about Clayton Kershaw. Is he really a GOAT? Can he be considered one of the best pitchers of all time? If he doesn't have a World Series trophy, we don't even have that thought in our head. No. Because he should have won that 2017 World Series. That's true. So I'm hoping Kershaw's on the mound for one of those games, because I guarantee you he'd give us a nice little bean ball over there to Altuve. Yeah. Um, So before we wrap up this week... The NFL is coming back. Can you believe this, Donald? Yeah, man. <laughs> fantasy so football, nuts. all that is back. <laughs> <laughs> and I know you're into fantasy football, but what are our LA teams up to this weekend? So this week, obviously, the NFL starts with Thursday Night Football. The Chiefs play the Texans. Obviously, it's the Chiefs' uh, Super Bowl ring ceremony game, so they will receive that. We have Patrick Mahomes versus Deshaun Watson. Um, I have Watson on my fantasy team, so I'm kind of hoping he wins. And I'm hoping they do win because I'm a Chargers fan, and I want to see the Chiefs lose because they're in our division, and we need to make sure they stay like not number for, number one in, the, in our division. But um, as far as for our LA teams, um, the Chargers will be playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. Um, on Sunday, the game starts at 105 on CBS. The Bengals, I believe they got their, their first round overall pick, Joe, Joe Burrow, who I have on my bench on Fantasy, so it's kind of cool. Um, I'm excited to see how he plays because I might start him if, if he does good um, instead of uh, Deshaun Watson if he doesn't do good. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, they're going to play the Bengals, so we'll see how they do with the Bengals. Um, the Rams, they will be doing Sunday Night Football, which is crazy to see that, like, obviously this was supposed to be scheduled as, like, a, a you know, any of the primetime games are, are meant to be the must-watch with a bunch of fans and all this craziness, and I'm and I'm sure like this was meant to be something huge, but because there's going to be no fans, it's just going to be the, we're going to just see the two teams play against each other. Um, so the Rams will be facing the Dallas Cowboys. So um, that'll be Sunday night. Um, obviously there is no preseason. There was no preseason. So we don't know what any of these teams look like. I wish I could give you like an analysis and a breakdown on how Dak Prescott right. looked against blah, 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 and all this stuff. But I don't, I don't have anything. So maybe next week when we see how these teams do, we'll have a better understanding yeah. how they look. Um, I think the only news that I could say we have, have is the contract extensions that happened obviously a lot of the teams in the nfl had a lot of contract extensions um but particularly for the chargers and the rams the chargers agreed to a couple of them uh one of them with defensive end joey bosa for five years 135 million dollars um which is a lot of money it's crazy but um yeah he, he got it and he's you know He's a good rusher. You know, he definitely eats quarterbacks. That's his thing. I know his brother up north in the Niners does the same thing, too. So those guys are scary. Um, and then wide receiver Keenan Allen gets extended for another four years with $80 million. Um, Obviously, Keenan Allen's a veteran wide receiver for the Chargers. He's their wide receiver one. I mean, he was always impressive from coming from Berkeley. Um, so I'm really happy that he got to stay because I kind of was a little worried that he would leave because the thing with the Chargers is that because they don't win like they don't win playoff games they don't make it to finals they don't do any of that stuff like sometimes some of these players move on and they want to go with the team that competes for an actual championship but i'm really thankful to see that keenan allen did want it to stay so that's huge and then on the other end um for the rams this is pretty big too man they traded for jalen ramsey last season and jalen ramsey only had that final year so you basically got an expiring contract you don't know if he's going to want to stay and he's a really great safety um definitely like going to be a leader in that defensive uh, side him and aaron donald i believe i could see them both being like the leaders of the defense um but jalen ramsey did agree with the rams for five years 105 million and that makes it the largest contract for a defensive back ever in the nfl so um 
I think he's worth it. Um, he's a generational talent in that position. And man, that's huge for the Rams. But it, it shows you that they really want to lock in on the defensive end and make sure they don't worry about that. So I think the only question I would have for the Rams is just the offense. Is is Jared Goff going to be the guy that has it? You're yeah. totally right. I mean, they, they when I was looking at the depth chart for the Rams, I'm like, who are their receivers besides Cooper Cup and Woods? And like their tight ends, Higby... That, those are passing weapons, right? Yeah. But it's what I was looking at mainly is the running game. And like it's not the strongest running game to me. Yeah. And that's what worries me about opening up the passing. If you know, if your if defense knows you're passing all the time, then guess what? They, they have a half chance. They have more than 50% chance of stopping you there. Yeah, they, that's true. <laughs> they're going to just pass, pass defense, pass defense all the time out. They're going to stop you. Yeah. So, and then, so... I, I was excited for Jalen Ramsey because I've been, I've been watching Hard Knocks and Jalen Ramsey was a house shopping in the second episode. And I'm like, that's a good sign that he, and he kept, they were asking him, he was in a media call and they were asking him about his contract and he got, he got really upset. He's like, look at my agents are taking care of it. Stop asking me about it. And he got up and left during the, during the interview Uh-oh. and left the media on their zoom call, very upset. And they had to bring him back. And he's like, look at seriously, I don't want to talk about it. I've told you my answer. You don't want to accept it. That's my answer. Yeah. You know? And he, he was very, he was calm, but uh, irritated. And I'll say that about, it. he was very professional just a little annoyed by by the constant question about his contract. Yeah. And it, I'm glad to see it got done because he seems like a true professional. Like you said, Donald, I've only seen him last a little bit of last year. I, I, I almost didn't remember the acquisition because they had such a poor showing uh, mm-hmm. in those really close games, you know, yeah. against Dallas, lastly. And be, if it wasn't for that, like this team deserved to be a playoff team and then see what happens. But they had those poor showings, and when it really mattered, they lost to Tampa also last year. Did they like okay? Maybe this isn't a good playoff team. Yeah. So they obviously need to make some adjustments, and mainly on the defensive end, which is what they what they did there. But to your point, the biggest question mark is going to be that offense. Yeah. And I mean, you can only win so many games, three or six, nothing before you kind yeah. of end up losing some of them. It's definitely going to be. Uh... I think everyone's going to be watching Sean McVay this season and seeing, can he redo what he did the first year that he became head coach at the Rams? Um, Because the thing is like with the Rams is that unfortunately you do have the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks in your division. And the thing is only one of you gets a guaranteed spot to the playoffs. And the second one has to have a good enough record to get in the wild card. So you have two franchises that, win titles and that's kind of like their mo in terms of like they're always in the hunt um arizona cardinals have felt like a project for the longest time so you never really have to worry about them but it's really just about can you take care of the niners can you take care of the seahawks and um man it's just crazy so that's that's the only thing that i don't have any answers to right now is how this offense is going to look outside of Cooper cup, man. I I love that guy. I think he's such a great player guy. He's that guy that in third down, like third and eight, he can get you that first down and get you out of that pinch, you know, young guy and everything. But at the same time, like it's never good in football to rely on one guy to, to, to bail you out, you know, cause then you wear that guy down. How do your charges look this season? Um, you know, the chargers did lose uh, Derwin James for the season during training, which was a huge blow. Um, Derwin James is basically our Jalen Ramsey and um, it just was it sucked to hear the news that he got hurt and that it was like four to six weeks and then 
a week later or a couple of days later, they announced he's going to surgery and he's out for the season. And I was like, man, that sucks. Cause that's, that was a huge part of our defense in terms of like, he built those out so many times in his rookie season, you know? And then last year he only played half the season because again, he got hurt in the, in, in training. And then, um, and then it didn't, it, he, he, he missed half the season with the injury. So it sucks to see it happen again. Um, he's so worth like, keeping but it just sucks that this is what happened but um man uh, i am excited with the chargers it is weird not having philip rivers there but at the same time um looking at the clips that i've seen on hard knocks um you could tell there's a different energy with that team and i think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they have a different quarterback now you know tyrod taylor is going to be the qb1 and um the quarterback that they drafted justin herbert um seems like a promising guy who looks like he's probably gonna develop which i think is what the chargers have been wanting to do but it's been tough when you have philip rivers there because he wants to be the guy that plays all the time so i don't it felt like he wasn't going to be open to developing anybody or mentoring anybody not that he didn't want to just i think he just felt like it's if he's going to be there he's going to there to play which is why he's at the indianapolis colts now but i mean overall i am i am excited to see what the chargers do um the thing about anthony lynn the head coach is that he's a former running back so he knows running game like that's his thing and they're very ground and pound the running guys austin eckler justin jackson so um they kind of do this thing where like they know how to run the ball really well and then they got their outside weapons like keenan allen and yeah. uh, mike williams you know mike williams is a really tall dude so um i think the only question mark is just can tyra Tyler be a good starter again um he was starter mm-hmm. once with the bills and then he started then he was a backup for a couple of seasons and now he's got a starting role again so hopefully mm-hmm. he can do it the thing is he is a mobile quarterback so right. he's mobile but he is older so like you're talking about a guy who's i think 29 now so it's like obviously mm-hmm. you know he can only give you so much juice he's not like patrick mahomes at like 23 24 you know so right. um we'll see what that looks like but i am i am excited nothing crazy i'm not having high hopes or anything like that like i mean yeah. if if we can make the playoffs that'd be great but overall i just want to see the team have fun and uh that's that's kind of what i where i'm at right now especially after the derwin james news for sure it's so interesting uh being a rams fan and having uh, you being a chargers fan this is the one thing we disagree on and because of that i feel like there's a rivalry between our la teams yeah. which they're not in the same division they're, they're not in the same division or conference obviously but there's that rivalry but after watching hard knocks I kind of like this Chargers team. They have a lot of fun on their training camp. I really like their coach. I uh, it's it's a fun team. So I will say this, Donald. I know we have a, we our cast. We try to we agree on a lot of things, and we're like, okay, we're finally gonna have our disagreement here with our football yeah. teams. <laughs> but I'm like, dude, I I want your team to do well. I don't want your team to to, to suck. I don't want your team to lose every time they go out there. However, when we, if the Rams and Chargers do play each other at one point, then then that's a whole different story, man. Yeah, I think it happens every once, one every four years, I believe, is when they get scheduled. That's when we'll have our nice debate. That's when we'll but have it, yeah. I, but I'm telling you, that Charger team looks fun. Like they're, like they're having fun. So hopefully that uh, you know translates to a fun team to watch and with a good product out in the field. Yeah. You know, a good, strat- a good style of play. Yeah, yeah. No, that's true. I think in a weird way, I kind of like that they're playing the Bengals first because we'll see what they can do with a team that 
no one really expects him to do anything as far as the Bengals go. Mm. Like they don't really, they expect them to have like a losing season. I think people are hoping the chargers are in the hunt. I think people like seeing them play at least in one playoff game. Um, but yeah, man, I, I'm excited to see what they do, what they look like now without rivers. Cause man, rivers was there for like over a decade. So it's, yeah. it's going to be crazy to see what that looks like, you know? So that's what I'm looking forward to. And, uh, man, but again, the thing with the chargers, and I think this is why I get a little down on myself is that we do have the reigning Super Bowl champions in our division. And then they lock that guy down for like another 10 years, which is not like a good look, but you know, for us, but it's like, we have to face them twice, a, twice a year. So, you know, that's the hurdle. <laughs> yeah. It's tough to get out of the, our divisions here. We have tough teams in our division, but that makes you a better team when you do get to the postseason and you play other divisional game, uh, teams outside of your division, it just makes you better. So iron sharpening iron, you hope that it kind of does, doesn't drain you out too much for those other, other matchups. Um, before we leave, you know, we just mentioned, uh, uh, Philip rivers, you know, the face of the franchise leaving, with last time we talked, the face of the franchise in Barcelona was about to leave. Yeah. But by the grace of God and some really scumbag lawyers, uh, <laughs> he's not leaving Barca now. So no. that's exciting. No. I mean, it's exciting as a, as Barca fans as we are. We didn't want Messi to go. We understood, but we didn't want him to. Do, you, do I, I mean, do you feel like Messi's being held hostage at this point? I mean, it feels like it after watching that goal uh, interview video, um, yeah. 18 minute video interview. And it felt like he low key was like basically saying like, this is not cool. Like, I don't like it. But, you know, I also he did mention he didn't want to go to court with the club because he loves the club Messi too much was, to do that. You know, Messi was blinking with his eyes messages to us that he was being held hostage at Barca. <laughs> Yeah, man, it's crazy. And uh, man, you know, it's not such an awkward feeling, you know. Um, I mean, I am happy to see him do his thing. Um, and I hope he gives it his all. And I hope he doesn't kind of play out of spite and all that. But um, it's crazy to see. I don't think he's that type, though. I, no, I really I don't, think, don't so think he's that type. He's too much a professional. And I, the, 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 for him to say he could have gotten his release had he taken them to court and all that stuff, but he did not want to take his club to court. Yeah. That right there gets you, that makes you bigger than the club at that point, man. No, I mean, he thing. already was right. Yeah. He already yeah. was, but yeah. now you got support behind you even more. So man, yeah, I man. feel bad for Barca. I saw the comments and all the comments were like, we love you, Messi. We love you. Like, yeah, this sucks. Like, you know, we, we kind of don't like Bartomeu now, like even more so and all this stuff. And it just felt like, man, like, you know, it's like we, we still got to rep the crest. We still got to like, you know, you know, uh, bow to it and everything. But dang, like it really sucks how they how this played out, you know, in terms of like just the emotional part of it, you know. But um, man, I, I, I know uh, this weekend is actually the start of a bunch of European football, you know, Premier League. Mm -hmm you know la league i think bundesliga starting too so it's crazy to see that but definitely the barcelona story i think took up the majority of the off season <laughs> like news for for soccer <laughs> like yeah. oh yeah definitely yeah this saturday manchester united takes uh get started uh, against aston villa so 6 a.m early start time for me over here yeah. on the west coast <laughs> and i mean that's the thing us us fans of european soccer we we have, we're used to this getting up early at 6 a.m 9 a.m if we're lucky yeah man <laughs> uh. but it's fun i mean 
it's the game, international game of football is exciting. And the fact that the best player in soccer is staying at a big club in Barcelona is exciting. However, it's a real bummer that uh, the team is is kind of keeping him hostage the way he is. But the only damage can crow that Barca can do at this point is fire the president, right? Yeah. They got to oust them. Yeah. It's the only thing they can do now to yeah. make amends to us fans. Yeah. I mean, they already moved uh, not a lot of the roster, but yeah, Suarez is pretty much gone. You know, a couple other guys are gone now. So, I mean, definitely the change is here. Like, it's, it's right. already here. It was supposed to be here without Messi, but I guess it's here with Messi. So, um, it's crazy to see what they do moving forward. Um, and uh, just seeing what, what La Liga will look like post-Messi. Um you know, it just feels weird seeing like Barcelona do their thing. I mean, I'm hoping they still have a great season. I hope they win the La Liga title. You know, um, it definitely feels like the last dance for Messi here. You know, yeah. um, but it'd be great to see him win something on his way out. Now, if Vince McMahon was writing this and he'd want to give us a nice little swerve at the end, uh, Barca wins La Liga title and Messi resigns for three more years. That's the swerve. That's the swerve here at the end. Watch. (laughs) (laughs) That's just me and my blind hope for Messi never to leave Barca. Yeah. Um, It would be dope, right? If he just retired and that was it. Like he was just a Barca lifer. You know? But it just it's just crazy to see that the story was that he was about to go to Man City. (laughs) Like that's crazy. And he was, yeah, he was supposedly, I mean, these are all reports, right? We didn't hear this directly. Did Messi directly say that in that interview? I didn't catch that. I don't think I, I don't think he did. He kind of really stayed away from talking about other plans. All he really talked about was just that he wanted to be out because he just felt that the, the change wasn't coming and he just felt like betrayed by the president because the president told him one thing and then something else happened. And then, and he wanted a fresh start. He wanted something fresh. And then also it didn't help right now with the new manager that came in that he had a conversation with all the players in the locker. It was like, this is it. (laughs) Like, they were breaking yeah. up the band, you know, and then told Messi separately, hey, uh, I hope you're ready for like some new fresh stuff happening, you know, and kind of making oh. it seem like Messi was like already in. And Messi probably looked at him like, yo, like, wait, so you're going to get rid of the guys that I love, too? And kind of like, yeah, you know, and I think that's what made Messi even more like, oh, I don't know if I really want to do this. You know, like, I think he wasn't emotionally ready to see like the band break up like that, you know? But uh, it was crazy. It almost felt like Barcelona knew, like, we got to start getting rid of guys, bring some in, and Messi's the only one that gets to stay. And it almost felt like they weren't trying to get his input on anything. So, Yeah, it's that poor leadership that uh, had it been uh, phrased better and, uh, you know, yeah. you know, finessed a lot better, worded to Messi, he yeah. would probably have been on board. But maybe that's why, you know, like he mentioned, it's one of the last straws. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's, it's never what you say, it's how you say it. Absolutely. And there's only one way to say this, man. That's going to wrap it up for us this week. Next week, we'll cover more NBA postseason, MLB, and MLS seasons. Be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at WestBoxScore. Please subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts downloaded. See ya. Later. <laughs>